no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we break down the Bears' 2022 schedule and much, much more. A-Dub, what's poppin', baby? Hey, everything is good over here, Perez. As long as our Chicago weather looking good, man. Perez might have some complaints about this heat, so y'all gonna probably think, is this man ever satisfied? Not. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me now, Perez. You're killing me, bro. A-Dub, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. What day was that? I think that was maybe like Thursday or Friday. It was so damn hot. I walked outside for like probably to do something for like five minutes and I was already sweating. I'm like, I gotta go take a shower. <laughs> that heat would do it to you though, man. But I ain't like, I was excited. I was like, shit, about time, man. I got tired of that rain, all that cold weather, praise. I got tired of it, man. And to see that sun shining like that, man, I was like, well, at least we making a turn now, man. Going in a good direction where the summertime is on its way here. Yeah, but we ain't getting no spring. Well, what was the spring? You see, you gotta build me up. I got asthma. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get me gradually into the summer. This is went from straight winter to summer. Yeah, that's true, man. It went from like what forty to fifty degrees to straight eighty, right? No, you talking about some eighty? It was ninety. It was like I was my car was frying eggs, bro. It was so goddamn hot, bro. It was like nineties. <laughs> Yeah, man, it got hot fast, bro. I'm like, that's a quick turnaround. But the other part of it, man, is that the allergy season, man, and it just, that kicks in and just makes it worse for you, you know? If anybody got allergies, you know what the hell I'm talking about right now. Mm -hmm. It's been un If I can live somewhere and it's like 75, 80 degrees year-round, A-Dub, that would be ideal for me. I feel you on that, though, man. But for me, I just love the sun, man, the hot weather, that vitamin D. It just creates a different vibe for your boy, man. Listen, I get it. You know, teach their own. Teach their own. I'll tell you what. When them triple digit days start coming around, you know what my ass gonna be? I'm gonna be in the house, <laughs> with the AC going. I ain't playing around with them folks. Uh -uh. Hey, we gotta draw a line in the sand, then, Perez, and get to that point. <laughs> Man, well, shit, it's getting close. Trust me. Now, next week, <laughs> now next week, I know it's gonna be like in the 70s, 80s. That's gonna be more about my speed. But I'm telling you, when them dog days of summer come and all that type of shit happen, uh, -uh I'll be in there with that central air. I ain't playing no games, no games. Well, let's get into this episode, audience. It's been a minute since we hollered at y'all. It's been a lot of stuff that's been happening. See, Ryan Poles now, what we tell him on the last episode, we said, look, help us on the way, A-Dub. We said he going to probably beef up that wide receiver position. We saw that he did that. But before we talk about the, our newest wideouts, I got to talk about Nathan Peterman getting signed to the Bears. What the hell is that about, A-Dub? Man, I was curious too, Perez. When I saw that sign, I was like, um, I started scratching my head. And, like, what is this guy going to do for us? Uh, well, he got a little bit of insight to the bills or something like that because they're on the schedule. But other than that. And I, th I, look, I look at it like this. He's obviously not going to make the team. I'm sure this is just a situation to have him in there for camp and, and so forth. But at the same time, when I see a guy like Nathan Peterman get signed, bro, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Shit, probably not just one of the worst last season. I would say the last three to four seasons, he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks. And my guy, Colin Kaepernick, can't get signed on the roster as a, as a camp owner. And we signed a guy like Nathan Peterman, bro. Come on, <laughs> audience. I'm sorry. 
Look at this guy's tape. That's all I'm saying. You look at his tape and you'll understand what I'm saying. And you will know that I'm not just on here just saying things as he said. This guy was with the Bills, like Dub said, but he was with the Raiders. Yep. Let's look at the numbers and look at the tape. That's all I'm going to say. I respect Ryan Poles and what he does, but I didn't understand this one. I scratched my head. Yeah. You and I on the same page. And I think that's other quarterbacks who could, could have brought in, Chris, to, to look at and see what they can do. Like you said, you're hit one with Cap, but I'm like, what is this guy? You know, it's the, there's really no need for us to even entertain Peter Bear. I mean, I have no understanding of that part. But again, Ryan Foles, I'm not here to knock you, bro. What you trying to do? Trying to He'll be here for the duration of the summer. He'll get cut. But my whole thing is I thought there could have been maybe some other guys that they could have given an opportunity to. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep talking about Colin Kaepernick until people realize that it ain't about his play on the field. There were so many people that would sit here and say, oh, Prez, Colin Kaepernick's numbers were declining, this and that. Look at Nathan Peterman. This guy's still getting opportunities. Ain't he trash. Yeah, man. I still think Cap got something left in the tank. It may not be a starter on Prez, maybe maybe no. second string. But at minimum, I still think he'd be a, a third-string quarterback, man. I, I believe. I think he still got something left. So for him not to get any kinds of you know um, traction towards him, come on, man. We got to be better with that. Yeah, I mean, listen. I know Callan Kaepernick is not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. But you mean to tell me he can't be brought in as a third stringer, a camper? Right. Come on now. Come on now. And that's sad. Because look at Nathan Peterman. I'm telling y'all all this. I'm not being extra. Look at the tape. Please look at the tape. All you're going to see is interception after interception after interception, <laughs> bad throw after bad throw after bad throw. When we go to Hallis Hall and see this guy, I guarantee you, audience, when A-Dub and I give you our recaps, I'm going to do a Nathan Peterman interception count. Trust me, it's coming. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. That's going to look ugly, though. I'm going to have fun with it this summer, audience. Jesper <laughs> Horstead, fan favorite, cut, failed his physical, and was replaced. It's going to be sad to see him go because he was someone that I really was hoping was going to actually get an opportunity with the team this year, man. Yeah, man. I like Jesper Perez. You and I talked about him on several um, shows, man. And um, I thought the guy was somebody that um, our boy Chester Fields had some good chemistry with. But, man, when you felt the physical, I mean, <laughs> you know, bad timing is one. And then you know what's going to happen after that, right, Perez? A cut, you know. And I think Ryan Poles is trying to create some competition, bringing guys who are also going to be hopefully durable. Um, but it just sucks to see that guy like Jesper, man, lose out on a good opportunity, man. Yeah, because I thought that this year would have been a really good spot for him with a new system, with a new regime. But, yeah. you know, maybe uh, when he gets back healthy, maybe he'll get a shot with the team down the road. But, um, yeah, it's tough to see him go. But at the end of the day, as we talk about so much on the show, Ryan Poles is about competition. And obviously you got to be healthy to be able to compete. So it is what it is, right? It is what it is, Chris. So good luck to Jesper, man. I hope he's able to bounce back, Chris. Yeah, he. I'm sure he will be. He'll, he'll just get healthy, you know what I mean? And we'll go from there. Yes, sir. One thing, one thing I wanted to talk about, A-Dub, that kind of came over the wire last week was Tariq Cohen. He had a piece that he did in the Players' Tribune where he talked about some of the mental hurdles that he's gone through with his injury, with his knee. But he also talked about the fact of how he was like the sole provider for his family when he signed his contract to the NFL. And I want to get your thoughts on that because you and I have talked that nauseam on this show about the fact of, hey, with Tariq Cohen, we were sad to see him go because not only just because he was a good football player, but just because I thought he loved playing for the Bears and I thought he was a really solid person, right? 
Right. And well, a lot of the stuff that he had going on in his personal life, man, you and that's the thing why we as fans, as media, podcasters, we gotta have, watch our language when we talk about certain guys. Unless it's Nathan Peterman, fuck him. But we gotta <laughs> watch our language when we talk about certain guys because you don't know what somebody's dealing with. When I think about Tariq Cohen, brother died, right? He's dealing yep. with the injury. And you don't know what other stuff that he's dealing with. So when he wrote that article and I was reading through it, and I'm like, damn, bro. This man said when he got drafted, he had like a negative balance in his bank account. He had nothing. Prez, that was heartfelt. It was actually like, man, like you said, you just don't know what a guy's gone through to get to where they at. This guy going through a lot, man. And then to talk about the mental challenges that he's got to deal with too, Prez, it was tough, man, when he got hurt, right? It was a lot that he had to um, deal with, how he, that he had to endure. Being that sole provider, Prez, being that one, man, that takes care, that has so much responsibility, that takes care of so many people, man, it matters, you know, because you know what your role is. And when you're not able to fulfill that by being hurt or being injured, man, it, it messes with you mentally, right, Prez? It weighs on you. And this guy has gone through a hell of a lot, man. I just feel, I felt bad in a way, like, wow. You know, because a guy like that is a good guy that you would love to see play on this team here. But unfortunately, due to those injuries and things of that nature, kind of took his toll, right, and played a factor. But you kind of feel bad for a guy like Tariq Horn, who was the fan favorite here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about this, right? How many relatives of his have he's lost? How many people in his life are no longer here? See, yeah. a lot of people, they just think about the football part. Yeah, that's one part of it. Yeah, him getting back to his old self or having that burst again or having faith that that knee is solid and stable. But you can't replace brothers, man. Right. You cannot you know replace brothers. You're you right. Can't. You, cannot, you can't do that, Perez. And the thing is, sometimes people forget that these players are human, Perez. They are still human beings, man. They go through life like we go through life. His brother that passed had kids. So now... Not only is Tariq now in that situation where he lost his brother, but now he's probably thinking about his little nieces. Like, what do I tell them? Yep. And he might be the one that's also taking care of them as well, Chris. Well, of course, you know that that's because that's kind of like the point of his whole thing, how he he's pretty much put that family on his back. And carrying that load like that, Chris, is a lot in itself, as you already, already know. But it's just tough when you got fans beating you down too, right? saying a lot of nigga things about you, right? Saying all these kind of things. It don't help, right? Because you know what you're dealing with outside of all that, outside the sport. You're dealing with so much more. That's that's called life, right? And sometimes we got to give these players the benefit of the doubt when it comes out of things like that. Well, he, in that in that article where he said, it almost feels like with football, you kind of make a deal with the devil or something. And I'm like, damn. So he's basically letting you know that he had to pay a price for this fame, for that moment. yeah. It didn't come easy, man. He had to make a tough choice. And Brad's just to provide for the family, man. And um, it come with a hit. It come with a price. A lot of that price it comes with, man, is brutal to the body, you know. And uh, all that stuff, man, adds up over time. And, and again, man, that article spoke volume. And it spoke his truth. No, it really did. And like I said, you know how we have been on this show when it came to Tariq Cohen. My heart was came out to him. Anytime people asked us, hey, guys, any update on Tariq Cohen? I said, no. Because the organization's not going to tell you anything. And in fact, in my opinion, A-Dub, I thought the organization could have did a better job of protecting Tariq Cohen in this situation. It's the same thing the Bulls did to Derrick Rose back in the day when Derrick Rose tore his ACL. See, when these teams give these vague-ass updates about a player, it makes the player look like they don't want to play. Right. Just rule the person out and just say, hey, we're going to keep it moving. They didn't do that. 
The organization kept trying to tell you bullshit like, oh, you know, he's progressing or no, he wasn't progressing. Tell it like it is. That's it. Because not being truthful about some things is pretty much hurting the the player's character in a way. You know, the player's like, look, you you know I can't play, right? Why is now the fans are being manipulated thinking that I got a chance of coming back? We we know, we know I'm not coming back right now. So you're right. You can't play nothing against the fans. Yeah, you're like, we know and y'all know. They don't know, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we're on the outside looking in, friends. Like, look, everyone on the outside, we don't know exactly what we're going through right away. But that's why it's more important for us to hear him tell his own narrative, friends, his own story, right, when he brought this article out, because that's things that people forgot about or didn't really recognize or realize. Yeah, that's the thing. When it comes down to it, these are human beings in these uniforms, right? And that's why when we talk about how these fans are berating players and yelling at them and putting hands on people's families and stuff like that, that's why I said that shit's all uncalled for, eh, Doug? Listen, let's go to our sporting events. Let's cheer for our team. We can boo Aaron Rodgers. Listen, y'all know I hate Aaron Rodgers. We can boo. And I'd hate that dude with a lot of parts of my being. <laughs> but, man, I ain't going to sit over here if his family's sitting anywhere near me. I ain't going to be talking shit to his family. First of all, we got to worry about his family being at the game. But anyway, the point of the matter is I'm not doing that. Because my mama brought me up better than that. And at the same time, you got to think about these players as human beings. Tariq Cohen, I feel like the Bears, they could have did a lot better by him. Not the fact that he was released, but I thought the last season they could have done a lot better by him. That regime, they missed an opportunity. This is a guy right here that I know has a ton of talent. He's got a big-time NFL future ahead of him. And I hope he gets another opportunity, bro. Me too. I'm with you, Perez. I hope you get another opportunity as well. But like you said, man, missed opportunity on the Bears side together. So that's the unfortunate piece. But again, I'm all rooting for three corner. Bounce back, baby. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. But now let's talk about these wide receivers because audience, on the last episode, A-Dub and I told y'all it was a couple positions that we thought that we needed to beef up. Wide receiver obviously was the top of the list for me. Linebacker was another position and also that defensive line. So Brian Poles, he, he listened. You know, deliberate type of guy. I'm going to let the guy work. As I told you, let the guy do his thing. So, Tajay Sharp. Talk to him, A-Dub. Tajay Sharp. Give him a one-year deal, but I like his age, Prez. He's 27 years old. I think he's more of a depth piece. But one thing I do like about him, Prez, is that he does have experience maybe being a starter. He'll probably be your fourth wide receiver, wide receiver out there for this team. And that's the thing. Anything that you're going to be getting at this point in free agency is not going to be a starter. So, right. yeah, with a Tajay Sharp, good depth piece. But the thing is, for me, I look at this signing and I say, okay, he saw some pretty good action when he played for the Titans in his first, I think, like three or four seasons in the league. And that's kind of when I became acclimated with his game. Decent player. I think when you think of a guy like this, his numbers aren't going to, like, wow you or anything like that. And last season, he wasn't really involved much with the offense when he was with the, I think, was he with the Falcons last season? Falcons, yep, Falcons last season, yep, Falcons, yep. So he saw action, but seven starts, but the numbers were kind of so-so. Joining our wide receivers core, look for him, just to like, like A-Dub said, to be a depth piece. You know, maybe four on the depth chart, maybe five, depending on, you know, how Dante Pettis does, because that's the other wide receiver that we brought in here. But when, yep. I, when I look at this situation with Sharp, he's a decent player, decent player. Yeah. Um, nothing that, you know, I'm going to write home about or anything like that, but, you know, decent nevertheless. Yeah, I think a guy like him, Perez, can get some opportunity at the slot. You know, he can play that routes too. So, um, see what he's able to do. You know, I think he can help out. So, um, again, we probably won't lose too much, you know, um, if someone wants to get injured 
on our wide receiver spot, he can probably step in and do some things. So from that part of it, I think that, you know, Ryan Poles definitely got somebody who can be serviceable. Because when Dante Pettis get inside, now you look at the wide receiver room. Your boy Money Moon, Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown, Fellas Jones, Tajay, Tajay Sharp, and now Dante Pettis. Those are the wide receivers that we have. And not to mention any of the UDFAs that are on the roster as well right now. But when I look at a Dante Pettis, I like this move because I really like Dante Pettis from his time with the 49ers. I thought he was a really good slot receiver for them. And uh, when the Bears brought him in for a workout, they immediately signed him. So he obviously looked like he probably looked very – he probably had a lot left in the tank in their eyes because they really pulled the trigger off bringing him in here. Yeah, you know, the Giants had their own problems, right? So, uh, as we know, several years, you know, so I, I thought the way they probably underutilized him a little bit too. So, uh, but he get a chance now to really show with a good quarterback, maybe a better system to what he's able to do. So I thought this was a good, a good sign, of course, and coming to this type of structure here, he'll be able to shine a little bit, Fred. So I'm hoping that he can get his chance here, man. Yeah, I mean, he only, he only played the three games for the Giants. I remember when he was with the Niners, they were trying to trade him, and they couldn't find a trade partner. And they, were, they couldn't find a trade partner, so they released him. So when he was with the Giants, he didn't really get much of an opportunity last mm -hmm. season. So he's someone, when I saw him in that in that uh, system for uh, the, the Niners, he's a guy that was able to score some touchdowns. Like So my thing is, hey, this is a guy right here that's intriguing. I think that he could really potentially get himself in the conversation for the slot receiver spot. Potentially. Yeah, and that, that create more competition there, right, Chris? Yes, more sir. competition there, you know, because I think between him and Sharp, right, both of those guys can, can go that route, you know, uh, play the, play the uh, slot, but who's going to peek out and be the one. And I think Dante probably had that, you know, that ability to probably break out with that. So, yeah, man, it, it's good low-key pick again, like you and I talked about, man, good low-key signing. And I think he can come and definitely um, help, man. But you're right, he got some good experience playing with the 49ers too. So seeing what he's able to do at the 49ers, like you talked about, Perez, and now coming over here and bringing some of that same mentality, I think it kind of votes well. No, I agree. I agree. Agreed. So audience, Ryan Poles has brought in some receivers for us. I know a lot of you guys are probably still like, eh, these ain't the weapons that Justin Fields deserves. But we'll see. Like I said, <laughs> I'm going to give Ryan Poles the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to say that maybe Luke Getz's system, is going to open up things for Justin Fields, and I think that this offense may surprise some people. I know a lot of people on the, on paper are looking at this thing and saying, what the hell are they doing? But you never know. We still got two of the best backs in the NFL. We got a young, promising quarterback on the, on the center. So, hey, anything is possible. Let's not close the door on these guys just yet. So, sir, well, audience, we're going to turn the page. We're going to get over into the 2022 schedule. Before A-Dub before and I give our breakdown game by game, I had a couple takeaways from the schedule itself. I kind of looking at this thing first and foremost, and I'm like, ooh, we may, finish, we may start the season 0-2. It's really possible because you look at those first two games, back-to-back -back weeks, home game against the 49ers, followed by the game against the Packers on primetime TV. I'm sorry. I feel like we may open the season 0-2. But that's kind of like how I see their for that. Also, the fact that we got another primetime game against the Packers, A-Dub, God, I'm tired of playing those fuckers on primetime. <laughs> hey, man, you know it's a big deal with Packers and Bears, friends. It's always a big deal. That's the game, man, when it comes down to it. Like, everybody want to see the Bears and Packers, man. The tradition with that. It's an event. So um, it's going to be a top game always, man, no matter what the records are with both teams. It's just something to see, man. 
Yeah, I, so, I get you. I get you on that, eight dub. I mean, honestly, like I don't have like a, a big problem with it, but it's just more of a joke in the fact that, not to be negative, but we know how that's gone for us in the past. And I know, yeah. <laughs> and I know that the NFL and that rivalry, they wanted to be a rivalry so bad. But we know over here it hasn't been much of a rivalry. I wish you'd get back to that point. And the NFL, they're all about capitalizing on a good storyline. So they're going to keep putting that shit on national TV because they know that people are going to watch it. Absolutely. And guess what the thing is, friends? We played them game two, right? So it's still early play Green Bay game two. It's like, look, we don't know how the season's going to play out, but the storyline could be a good storyline, right, with the fact that all these changes still you know, on both sides. We can't see coming over here to us and uh, we get a new, uh, new uh, coach and all this stuff. So you know what? It's a good storyline. So it's not what a team with the Bears is doing really poorly. You're playing the Packers early enough to where everyone wants to see what's going to happen. My biggest beef, though, with the fact that it's a primetime game against the Packers is that it's another game in Lambeau. If we go do that shit, yeah. make that primetime game here to shot. You know, I've always hated stuff like that, friends, in general, in sports in general. It's like the favorite team always get to be the home team, you know? <laughs> like, put the home, put the favorite team on the road, man. I want to see what they do on the road, man, you know? So it's like it's always geared towards that. I used to hate that when I used to watch the NBA at times and watch the Lakers when they were really good. And all of a sudden, they get the, they get the best game at home against some of the tough teams. I'm like, what are they at home? Why not be on the road? So I feel the same with Green Bay. They get that same edge against the Bears when they always at home in these kind of games. Oh, true story, brother. True story. Well, let's get this breakdown before we get out of here. Week one, Bears must 49ers. What you got for me, A-Dub? I gave the Bears a win, Prince. I went with yeah. us to go to that win. Tight one, but I think we're going to win. All right. You got more faith than I do because of this one. <laughs> we opened the season, as I mentioned, at home. And I think this yep. is going to be the Justin Fields-Trey Lance game that I thought we were going to get last year. And I think this game is going to come down to defense. And I think that what's going to happen is, is that 49ers defense, I think they're going to get the best of our offense. I hate to feel that way coming out of the gates, but I just think that the Niners are going to get that win. So I got us losing we, that week one game. I do hope Trey Lance is actually the star. I really do. He should be. He should be. Nothing against Jimmy G, but you got it. The future is now for the Niners. Get that kid in there. That's all, right. all right, week two. Bears at Green Bay, as I mentioned earlier, on Sunday Night Football. A-Dub, what say you? I gave us a loss there, man. <laughs> I just don't see how we're going to go into week two and win that against Green Bay, man. I think that the stakes are too high. Both teams understand what's going on, what's happening. I think Green Bay pulls it out, man, in a close one at the crib. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go – obviously, audience, I told y'all in, 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 in the open that I thought we were going to – and I told you guys in the open that I think that we're going to start the season 0-2. So, obviously, I got us losing this game here. And all I'm going to say here is it don't, seem to, it don't seem to matter where this game is played. It seems like as of late, man, we just always lose to the Packers, and especially on primetime TV. So – and is it usually in an embarrassing fashion? I mean – we haven't beaten the Packers in Lambeau Field since 2015. And it's not going to happen in week two. I just hope we don't go out there and stick up the, stick up the field, Prince. I hope we show some good signs that, hey, this team is in transition. is actually making some progress from last season, man. That's what I really hope for, for us to show that. I don't want us to go in there and get cooked badly, and then it looks really ugly, and you know how the fans going to be and everything else. I just don't want to look like that, Prince. That's all. Yeah, we'll I'll take more victory. 
Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm sick of more victories around here now. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Week three, the Bears versus the Texans. What you got? I got us a win there. A win there, friends. It's the Texans. I'll take that one. We better I think beat the Bears. The, gonna be we, too much. Hey, we better beat the damn Texans. You know now, which I will say this: Lovey comes back. Shout out to Lovey, but Davis Mills. Now, I told y'all all this last year that this kid really impressed me. This is going to be a nice yeah. battle here of second-year quarterbacks between Justin Fields and Davis Mills. But I will tell you one thing. The Bears will beat that ass. Sorry, Lovey. Oh, yeah. Got to take one, Lovey. We know what you did in Chicago. I respect you, of course, uh, what you accomplished here. But at the end of the day, it's a new regime here, man. They know what you did, too. So it'll be important for us to get that win against you, Lovey. Got to get it. All right, week four. Bears at the New York Giants. I got the Bears getting the win at the New York Giants, Chris. Uh, I know it's been – I know the Giants probably feel like they probably made some progress this coming season, but at the end of the day, I still think the Giants still got a long way to go. And I, I'm looking at the Bears and seeing what we've been able to accomplish against them in the past. Not saying use that as an escape goal, but I just think the Bears are a little bit better than them, man, coming into the season. Yeah, I got us also winning this ball game and – Man, we've had the Giants on the schedule a lot. I mean, I think it's now been five straight years that we've played the Giants. And we're looking to get our fourth straight win against them. I think we're going to get it. Now, I will say this, though. Yeah. I know a lot of times, man, I make fun of Dan, Daniel Jones on this podcast. I don't think he's a good quarterback. However, no. I like how the Giants – I like how the Giants uh, drafted. That Kayvon Thibodeau kid that they got in that fucking first round, a stud. And I'm going to be really watching to see how he performs against Fields and that offensive line for the Bears. But I still think we win. But I'll tell you, the Giants, they got a decent future ahead of them. They can keep drafting like they did this year. Yeah, they got to keep it up. Week five, the Bears travel to Minneapolis. What's up? I think we take a loss there, man, at Minneapolis. Um, that's that's a unique team. I will say this. With Minnesota is on, they own, friends. And their offense is just very good. You, you know that already. All these players on their team they have, man. Wide receivers, running back, quarterback is solid, whatever. So it's like, man, it's just a tough team to play. And, and Minnesota is pretty, very tough at home. So I think in that game, week five, I think we'll take a loss there. Yeah, I also have us losing that ball game. Now, let's be honest. The Bears and Minnesota both are coming off really disappointed seasons last year. And it's kind of yes. hard to even predict these divisional games, but they swept us last year. And so when I look at this matchup here, we're facing them early on the road. Eh. Might not be a good matchup for us on the road with a new regime, a younger team. So my thing is, I think the Vikings get us in this week five matchup. And it might be because due to the fact, it may be due to chemistry, Perez, that that Minnesota team just knows each other very well. You know what I'm saying? And um, they just cooking at that point. So for us, like, it, it causes the right time. That's why I think catch weight, right? Right timing for Minnesota. They might pull out the win. Looking forward to this matchup. I'll be looking, I'll be really looking forward to this game, A dub, to see how the Bears secondary matches up the, with those weapons on the Vikings because they got some fucking studs with Thielen and Jefferson. <laughs> For real, man. But you made a good point, man. That's gonna be intriguing. You already breaking up with something storyline already, friends, in that game. Our secondary versus their uh, wide receiving core. So that's gonna be something interesting to watch. Yes, sir. All right, week six. Bears versus the Washington Commanders Thursday night football, A dub. Chase Young and Co. Man, um, I, I kind of gave us a loss there, Perez, uh, playing against Washington. That that could be the team that can come in here, man, and still a win, Perez. And Washington not not a bad team. Washington football, that Washington football team, man, 
they're not bad. And, and I, I think of their defense and how hard they played, man, they may be to get us week six. So I put us as a loss right there. Okay. So for this matchup, I have the Bears actually winning this ball game. So all this, you guys know Carson Wentz is the new starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. This is a primetime game for the Bears. And we don't have a lot of opportunities, I don't think, to win on primetime TV, except for in this matchup here. Because Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. And that's no disrespect to uh, Ron Rivera. You guys know, have an ultimate respect for Chico, former 85 Bear. But at the same time, in this matchup here, the Bears will get that W. And I know people probably looking and saying, hey, they got Chase Young. A-Dub brought him up a second ago. I know. He's a hell of a ball player. But I think we get those damn commanders, y'all. I hope so then, friends. <laughs> Week 7, Bears versus the New England Patriots. We travel out to Massachusetts. Monday night football. A-Dub, talk to him. New England... <laughs> We know Billy Chick, man, is going to take something away from us. I don't know what he's going to take away for us, but I know his game scheme, man, is, is beyond expectation, man. I mean, this guy goes all out. I actually gave us a loss because of Bill Belichick and what he always been able to do, man. And um, that's going to be a tough game. I really think believe so. And um, I just hope our boy Justin Fields don't have a nightmare going against that. Yeah, this is an intriguing matchup um, from my standpoint. Being able to see Justin Fields and Mac Jones battling each other, I think that's going to be a really cool storyline while we head to Foxborough. But let's be honest. The Bears, historically, we struggled against the Patriots. But that was also when Tom Brady was the quarterback. So this is a new time. True. You know what I mean? But I still think this is going to be a challenge. I think Mac Jones is a really good quarterback in this league. And to your point, I think Bill Belichick is going to take something away from us. We don't know what it's going to be. Is he going to try to take away David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert? Is he going to force just, uh, Justin Fields to try to beat them? We don't know what he's going to do, but we know he's going to cook up some crazy scheme for us. And I have the Bears losing this matchup as well in week seven. He got six weeks to figure us out, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's too much time. Too much time. Yep. All right, week eight. The Bears travel to Dallas, and you and I will be at this ball game. A-Dub, talk to him. Man, I want to take the Bears against Dallas, man. I think the Bears can go in and shock those guys in Dallas. The thing is with Dallas, man, they be, they, they're inconsistent to me, Perez. One day it look like they're a great team. Tomorrow it look like they're someone else, man. You don't know which Dallas you're going to get. So but at least we don't have an idea what kind of Bears team we are. So I think the Bears can go in there, man, can play very well. Justin Fields can shine in, 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 that, in that dome, man, and make some things happen. So I'm taking our Bears against Dallas, man. A-Dub's got a little bit more faith than your boy Prez because uh, I got us losing this game. Now, the Cowboys are coming off an NFC East title, played in the playoffs. And I know people say, well, Prez, they lost Amari Cooper. They lost Randy Gregory. <laughs> they lost Lyle yep. Collins. Yeah, they did lose some people. But their roster is still in much better shape than our roster. And I don't see any way that our boys pull off an upset over the Cowboys. I just don't see it. I would love it. I just don't see it. So I got us losing there week eight. Okay. All right, week nine, Bears versus the Dolphins at home. I gave them the loss against Miami Dolphins, man. Uh, that team, Miami Dolphins, man, to me, I still think they're a low-key team for us that have not gotten the respect that they deserve. Um, that team, man, got got can play offense and defense, you ask me. And I think um, they come up with some very good, decent schemes, too, against better teams at that. I just think that might be a little bit too much for us, man, week nine. Yeah, I also have us losing week nine against Miami. 
I mean, look at what the Dolphins have done this offseason. I mean, they've kind of overhauled their roster. And I think that they're really going to try to build this roster around Tua. I mean, there were a lot of talks that they might have gone after Deshaun Watson, but it seems like Tua might be their guy. I mean, with the fact that they got Tyreek Hill, they got Teron Armstead, who honest, you guys know I wanted the Bears to go ahead and get him and be our left tackle. But they got some help here coming into Miami. And I want to see how the Bears match up against Cheetah. Because Tua throws Ooh. a nice deep ball. And we know Cheetah's always open. Man, <laughs> you gave him a weapon. You, you gave Tua a weapon, Fred. One of the elite weapons in the, in, in the entire NFL, man. That's that's hard. That's going to be a hard cover. But you know what? This is going to be a good test for our secondary. Another test for our secondary, right, Fred? Another one. But it's going to be interesting, man. It really is. I just don't know how we're going to be able to stop that Cheetah going away. I don't no, know. I don't, I don't see it. And also, too, this Miami Dolphins team gives you a glimpse into what we wanted our Bears to do for Justin Fields. Look at the type mm-hmm. of weapon that they gave uh, to him. Justin Fields don't have a weapon like that. No, no, no shade nah. to Darnell Mooney. But Darnell Mooney's right? no Tyreek Hill. No, so, not at all. <laughs> so when I look at this, Miami's got an improved roster. I think this game's going to be very difficult for our Chicago Bears. So I got a loss there in week nine. Yep, it's going to be tough, Perez. All right, week 10, the Bears versus the Lions at home. Man, I'm taking the Bears against the Lions. I don't care if we're at home or on the road. I'm taking the Bears against the Lions. <laughs> I still think the Bears, for some reason, got the Lions number, Perez. I think that we just know how to play against that team. I understand the Lions have been getting better. I get it. You know, they got some guys on the, on the offensive line coming in the second year, and that's cool and all that. But I think the Bears just, hey, coming in also a year better with some of the players we have with Justin Fields. Money Moon, and I think Montgomery, those guys is going to just try to show out against um, against the Lions. So I'm taking the Bears to beat them. Yeah, I would say this. You know how I'm always talking about the Lions, and I would always say, oh, man, when the Lions come up on the schedule, that's a dub for the Bears. That's a dub for the Bears. Well, I say this, A-Dub, the games against Detroit aren't gimmies anymore. Now, I do nah. think that we win this. <laughs> now, I do think we win this one. Even though Jared Goff is still their quarterback, you know, I don't think he's all that good of a quarterback. Me either. However, we fare better against the Lions at home. This is a game that I think we win. So Bears will beat the Lions at home week 10. All right, Ada, week 11, the Bears travel down to Atlanta. And I, I got the Bears going to Atlanta, going in there and getting the win there too. I'm not sure it's going to be the starter. It's going to be Ritter or whoever, Perez, but I still think the Bears got enough because that Atlanta team, man, they can start high press, but for some reason they have struggled to finish games. And I'm talking specifically last season. I'm not sure what this season is going to bring for them, but, man, they have struggled in that area. When the game get close, get tight, we have seen Atlanta fold. So I think the Bears can put enough pressure on those guys, man, to, 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 to steal that win. Yeah, man, we get to uh, face Cutter or Patterson. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I think that Marcus Mariota will probably be the starting quarterback. I think Desmond Ritter is probably going to be the quarterback in the future there in Atlanta. That's a really good spot for Desmond Ritter to be in. I mean, when you look at some yeah. of those rookie quarterbacks, they got drafted. They got drafted to some really good spots. Malik Willis going to the Titans. Man, I'm like, these kids, they really ended up in really good spots. But anyway, looking at this matchup, I think we get the win as well against the Falcons. I mean, this is probably one of the Bears' best shots to get it with on the road. I got to speed the Falcons. Yep. 
There you go. That'd be what? Two in a row if we win against the Lions in Atlanta. That's two Hell in a row yeah. right there, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Week 12. We got the Bears traveling to play. We got the Bears traveling to face the Jets. Man, it was a it was a tough one for me to even decide, friends, because I'm looking at the Jets from last year. I'm looking at the Jets and what they possibly could be this season here. I went ahead and gave us the win, you know, but I didn't think it would be an easy win. I think it's probably going to be a tough one, too. But I, I actually want the Bears on this one, man. So, A-Dub, you and I had the same thing on this one as well, because I got the Bears going on a three-game winning streak because I got us beating the, the Jets in Week 12. Now, this is going to be another good matchup between uh, second-year quarterbacks with Justin Fields yep. and Zach Wilson, right? Now. I kind of had this game circled on the calendar when it when it came out, when the schedule came out. I said, oh, we definitely getting this one. We definitely getting this one. Now, I know the Jets audience, you guys will say, well, didn't they improve that roster? They surrounded uh, they surrounded Wilson with some weapons? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an easy win, but I think we get it done, y'all. Yeah, and I think for Justin Fields, Perez, of course he's circled the game too, right? <laughs> you know, if you're a quarterback, a competitive quarterback, you know who's in your draft class, right? You already know the quarterback's in there. You're like, ah, I think I got to go after this guy right here, you know? And again, nothing wrong with some friendly competition. I think Justin Fields probably want this as well. So Zach Wilson and our boy Justin Fields going at it, man. Like I said, what you pray, it may not be easy, but I think the Bears got enough in the tank, man, to get that dub. Listen, anybody in that QB class, Justin Fields wants to beat. Anybody that went above him in that draft, he's going to want to go ahead up against. Zach Wilson is one of those guys. So Justin Fields, yes, gonna ball, he going to ball the fuck out. <laughs> that's what we want to see right there, friends. We'll be on the road, as you already mentioned. But, man, that's why I want to see you. Go in there, make an impact. Yes, sir. All right, week 13, the Bears versus the Packers at home. <laughs> This is why I really gave us a fighting chance. But you know what? That just me talking about more victories, friends. You don't want to hear it in week 13. I do not so, want to hear about no <laughs> goddamn moral victories in week 13, A-Dub. <laughs> not in week 13. <laughs> this is what we're going to take an L at, friends. I said we're going to take another L against the Packers. It ain't going to be no excuses made on this here. That's kind of how I see it right there, man. I think the Packers may be a little bit too much for us, man, still. Um, and I still think we got a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot of growing to do uh, over the next couple of seasons. But that's just my thought process. I don't think we beat that win against the Packers, man. Week 13 against the Packers at home, we don't beat them. We don't beat them. The last time we beat the Packers at home was in 2018. And I'm going to tell you one thing, audience. There ain't been no such thing as home field advantage against this damn team. Y'all know, y'all know that greasy head quarterback came in here and said he owns us. The most disrespectful shit ever. Some truth to it. However, I just don't see us getting the win in this matchup, bro. I just don't see it. But when you look at that Packers team, even though they lost Devontae, I still think that offense is going to still put up points this season. I hate to say that. Right, right. No, you're right, Prez. I think the same thing, man. And it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I know people are like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, F him. I get it. I, look, I'm not mad at anybody who disliked the guy. But one thing we can't argue about is that He's an elite quarterback. I mean, he's very – he's the top of the echelon, man. He's one of those guys. He's the, he's, he's the it. You know, he got that it factor. And uh, that it factor weighs in on our team <laughs> because for some reason he got our number, man. I mean, weighs on our team mentally. It's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden, look at the scoreboard, they got the victory, man. So I just think that another season like this year, Aaron Rodgers is going to hold it down, man. We'll get him eventually, but I think this season just won't be it. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to sweep us. 
All right, week 14, we got the bye week. I'm kind of concerned with the team having a bye week so late in the season. That was another thing that was a takeaway of mine, A-Dub, when, uh, when I saw the schedule roll out. A week 14 bye week? Like, I like when the bye yeah. week comes early because it gives you, if you got some injuries, gives you a week to kind of uh, get your mind right. But also, too, I got a feeling that we're going to lose a lot of games early in the season. It would have been nice to have mm-hmm. that bye week to get us some time to, you know, kind of, you know, recuperate it. But at the end of the, end right. of the day, I just don't like the fact that we got a bye week in week 14. I would tell you that, Perez, but if we ought to have a bye week, man, I think the, the one that matters the most coming off a loss against the Packers probably would make sense. <laughs> you know, if we're going to have a bye week in that later, at least it's against after the Packers game. You know, because, you know, that's always tough on the Bears when we lose against the Packers. It's always a big deal. So why not take another week to, you know, get our mind right and go into an Eagles game with the right mindset? So speaking of which, week 15, Bears at home versus the Eagles. Because we at home, I think it will matter, Chris. I'm going to take the Bears to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. I think it might, it might matter to us, man, the fact that we at home. I understand the Philadelphia, they've been a tough team at times, Chris. They can look, again, one of those teams can look really great and then sometimes look a little odd. But I think against them, they got some good talent. I know the Eagles do. I got no disrespect towards them. I think that will be a game where the Bears win at, win at home. So this game right here is going to be a really cool quarterback matchup between Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. Audience, you guys heard if you well, if, audience, if you listen to the winner circle, you know I have ultimate respect for Jalen Hurts. He made me a lot yep. of money last season, made a lot of y'all money if y'all were betting with me on the show. But when I look at this matchup here, week 15, I got the Bears loose. Recent history between the Bears and the Eagles have not been kind. We've had blowout losses to them in the regular season. Not even gonna talk about that fucking idiot kicker and what he did here in the playoffs. <laughs> it has not been kind to us. Right. So, also, AJ Brown is now an Eagle. Yeah. Mm. Now he's, he's a bad motherfucker. And now you're again, Jalen Hurts a weapon. Yeah, good point there, Perez. And AJ Lost Brown, a big receiver. He's a big time receiver. Big receiver, right? Fast, big. No. Yep. Uh, this this is a loss, bro. This is a loss like a motherfucker. We can see we are losing. At the crib, like it's a loss. Bro. That shit is a loss, bro. That's an L. But you nope. know what? We always we always get a win against the team that we're not supposed to beat. You know? That's that true, might bro. be it. That, that yeah, might. That, I'm just, you're probably right, bro. You're probably right. I'm just listen. You're right, but it ain't going to be this one. <laughs> it ain't going to be that one. <laughs> You say going to be this one here. Okay. Hell no. I got you. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> and audience, just remember that when I do the winner circle, because I'm probably going to have a bet on that game. I promise you. But anyway, we're not there yet. Week 16, Bears versus the Bills at home. Yes, I got us losing against the Bills. I just think that Bills is just a, a championship team, Perez, overall. I think they got all the twos from the quarterback to the defense to everything, man. They got the ingredients. And um, I got nothing negative to say about the Bills, man. Um, <laughs> it's going to be tough for the hell for the Bears to beat the Bills. It really is. The Bills just a little bit too tough on both ends of the floor, ends of the field. That's, that's a really good point there. The Bills do have that budding championship DNA. You know what I mean? They're not there yet. But, I mean, you had a franchise quarterback and Josh Allen, high-powered offense coming to Soldier Field. Honest, week 16, we lose again. But I think that's going to be a really good storyline for this defense going up against a high-powered offense like that, seeing how our secondary answers that challenge. But I'll tell you what, they boy. We can't get <laughs> no shootout with this team. 
No, we cannot, man. Not at all. That's what I don't want, man. I haven't seen the, the things we seen last season, man. We seen the Bills punish teams who are weaker than them, right? We seen them. I mean, we seen them blow teams out for us. I hope the Bears don't get blown. I don't think we will. But man, that offense get going and get to cooking. They they get it going, man. And I don't want to see those guys catch any kind of rhythm against us. No sir, no sir. All right, week seventeen. We face the Lions in Detroit. Coming up a loss against the Bills, we're going to need that win. So I, I got the Bears beating Detroit. Again, you already talked about them already early on. Um, they have been an improved team. I think we have improved a little bit too in certain areas. So I still think we'll be able to beat the uh, Detroit Lions. Won't be easy either, but I think we'll beat them. So A-Dub, I have us losing to the Lions there in week 17. Ooh. Yeah. Now I know... When Matthew Nagy was here, he was near perfect against the Lions. That's the only gap, the only damn thing he did, right? But <laughs> I would say this though. I think this Lions team is starting to kind of be different. They're moving into a different direction. They've been much closer these games between us and them in the last couple of years. And the Lions, they improved that roster a lot. So anyway, I think the Lions upset us in that week 17 matchup, so we lose. Mm, okay. All right, A dub. Last game, week 18, Bears at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I think that's a game we might lose there too, Chris. I'm going to put an L right there for the Bears against the Vikings. I think at that point, depending on the wins and losses, right, where teams are at, I think the Vikings, Vikings probably facing looking to trying to make the playoffs. They might need that victory there against us. They're not going to be resting people and things of that nature. That, that game, I think they're going to probably try to play it out. If they're going to play it out, Chris, I think that's a loss for the Bears. And so I went the other way here. I think we win that game. I think that last game of the season, we, for some reason, always finish the season on a winning note. And I think that we win that game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's okay. going to be a meaningless game, but we win it. You know, because honestly, at that point, we're probably not going to be in the playoff hunt. It'll probably be right. one of those situations where the draft is at stake for us. So I don't know, man. This is one of those things where I think that this game, we probably may play spoiler. And uh, with that mind, I, with that in mind, I think this is a game that we'll win. But like I said, it'll be a meaningless game. But we win that Week 18 matchup against the Vikings. And I'm with you there. When you say meaningless game, yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be a meaningless game for us for sure. Because I have the Bears' final record at seven and ten for the 2022 season. Seven and ten. That's what Prez got. So if you got seven and ten, I got eight and nine. All right, there you go. <laughs> so eight audience has eight and nine. For the 2022 season, Perez has it a 7 and 10 for the 2022 season. So we'll see who's correct. This year, I think me and A-Dub will make a nice little wager on this and see who, who comes out on top. We're not going to announce it yet, but I think that that'll be fun to kind of put a little something behind our predictions here. Yes, sir. We can do it. You know that, Perez. Nice little friendly competition between us, baby. Yes, sir. But I will say this, man. I think when I look at this 2022 season – for me, it's going to be all about Justin Fields taking that next step, seeing how some of our young players evolve in the offense, seeing how the secondary play performs this season, really seeing how that offense gels, right? There's going to be a lot of things I'm going to be looking at. But I have just a lot of concerns about the roster itself, and that's kind of why I have them losing a lot of games this season. However, the schedule is favorable. We don't have, we don't have the same schedule that we had last season. We don't. Now, that's true. 
Yeah, that's a different maker. That's a difference maker right there, friends. That tough schedule we had last season. It wasn't tougher though, man. Uh, this one here, these are some games that we do have a chance of winning. Even the games we said they could lose. Looking at the list here, they can I, they can also steal a game. You know, depending on what happens, somebody get injured, key players. You know how they go, friends. Every season, that's what happens, right? Injuries are part of the game. So you never know how some of these teams are coming into it. And that's it, because you and I are making predictions in the month of May. We don't know what will happen. What if some of these teams that they're facing, what are the quarterbacks go down? They may have a key loss to, the, to a defensive pass rush. We don't know. But right now, when I look at this schedule, it's an easy schedule, but I'm looking at our roster. And I'm looking at a lot yeah. of the question marks that we have. And that's why I got to be honest. So I see it 7-10, audience. Are we praise there when we talk about our roster? You know, it is some question marks because uh, we got a lot of high hopes, but we got this feel, not just on paper. Well, hey, audience, we appreciate, we appreciate your continued support of our platform and for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. We're the Bears Essentials. Thanks for listening, and we are out.